I swapped out the word weird with the word beautiful because I mean, at the end of the day, most conversations, that's really what it means. We're just, you know, too shy to say it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life, where we explore ways to achieve those two goals. And we invite people on to help us who have really good information. And today I have really excited because Rafael Cortez is with us and he is an organizational psychologist, which I don't know what that is. So I'm really pumped to talk to him about that. He, Rafael is a second generation entrepreneur from Yuma, Arizona. And that's awesome too, right? We talk a lot about like, is this nature or nurture? But so we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, after Raphael became one of the youngest firefighters in Yuma County, he launched his first company at the age of 23. So already he's into career number two, at least at 23. So don't feel bad if you're not there with him yet. <laughs> um, he has maintained constant growth until he successfully sold the company in 2014. He is currently, like I said, an organizational psychologist and a real estate coach and investor. Um, he holds ownership in multiple companies in various verticals, and he works with Wholesaling Inc. Um, to use his investment knowledge and entrepreneurial spirit, of which he has a lot, um, and training as an organizational psychologist to help other people become successful real estate investors. Raphael, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. So it sounds like you yeah. basically came out of the cradle as an entrepreneur. Can you just talk a little bit about how, how you kind of got started? Um, yeah, I guess, I guess I was exposed to it uh, very early on. My mom's a single mom and she had this, uh, this grocery shop and this is Mexico, right? I come from a border town, which is Yuma. And I was born, uh, born and raised in Yuma, Arizona, but, uh, we lived on the Mexico side for a while and she had her grocery store down there. So it was kind of like a normal thing, right? You just, okay, what does mom do? Like, oh, she, she has her store. She sells things out of her store. And this is, this is when you say nurture or nature. I mean, you know, to me, that was really, you know, part of the nurture. Kind of both. Part, right? I was, <laughs> yeah, I was exposed to it. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with, you know, with the, the type of mentality that we, we build up as, as we grow up, right? Um, I mean, we come we have a certain psychology when we're born and you I mean we can break it down into analyticals and drivers and you know all kinds of stuff but at the end of the day i think it's a mix of both that really you know creates the the individual behaviors and to me that wasn't um it was a normal thing like it, I, I never had a doubt growing up like no i'm gonna figure some something out um even firefighting was was kind of like uh, yeah i got into it because it was it was in my town it's a very small town you could you became a cop a correctional officer uh, or a firefighter, right? If you were, or a if criminal, you were, right? To put the other yeah, or a criminal, yeah. If you were halfway, <laughs> if you were halfway decent, it'd be one of the, the first three. Right. Um, and exactly, so th there wasn't too many choices, and you know, and, and and the awareness that we can create and we can do, you know, great stuff wasn't, you know, really like normal talk. So, so that to me, you, you know, jumping into the fire department was was part of it. I, I, I met a, you know great people uh, that kind of took me under their wing at that time. One of my captains, he was very, um, he was very uh, like an out of the box type of thinker. So he he's the first person that I ever saw just looking at stocks and then looking at you know oh no I, I got to find other ways of, of making money and then planning for retirement and doing this you know this thing and that. Yeah. Uh, and to me that was that was you know it's crazy talk. Like what do you mean? Like you're getting a check. You're like you're getting you're going to pay every couple of weeks. Like what, what else do you need? Uh, yeah. But it's that, uh, it's that lack of perspective, right. That often can come with the, uh, with the plays that we're growing in. Uh, when you break out of that box though, like that's really where, where, where magic happens. Yeah, exactly. Putting your money yeah. to work. 
send yourself to work, right? Yeah. 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 You know, once, once I got a taste for it, I, uh, I mean, it just, I became a horrible employee. Like I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's uh, you know the 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 opinionated you know type of employee like oh no I have what do you do that to say, way? yeah I don't agree with this I mean it's not your business bro <laughs> you know I know I mean? exactly so so yeah one thing led to another I I uh, went to the fire department and then spent a few years there I launched my first business which was a non emergency medical transportation business uh, I I got inspired uh, because of the fire department. So we would do uh, general transports and what that is, it's a wheelchair and a stretcher patient transport. So we'll take people from, you know, from into medical appointments, dialysis and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but you don't need an ambulance, right? You don't need a, a, a you don't need to take an, an EMS vehicle, an emergency vehicle out of, out of, um, <clears throat> um, a circulation just to do, you know, one of those calls. So mm-hmm. there were companies that kind of came in and filled in. Uh, so I went straight to that. I think I picked the worst uh, industry, which is transportation. I mean, <laughs> it's just full of logistics. The gas is crazy. Things break down. And then you're, you're, if you have two vehicles and one of them breaks down, 50% of your business goes right. out the window. <laughs> uh, you know, it's benched. I mean, there's so, so much, you know, challenges that come, you know, on a regular basis, just because of the, the nature of that beast. Um, but that was, that's how I kind of got my feet wet in, in, in entrepreneurship. And I, I left the fire department and, um, and I mean, I went all in into this thing. I mean, I, I saw some, some dark, uh, dark spots. I mean, my, my car got reported at one point, but I had a business, right. <laughs> And, you know, that kind of the kind of adversity is really what, what kind of makes that skin grow thicker. Right, exactly. <laughs> Driving your transport vehicle everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. I have I have a fleet. And I think at that time I had maybe like three, three vehicles with a couple, you know, a handful of employees. Um, so I, I, I was I was covering everything that was happening in the business, like payroll was never delayed or anything like that. Right. But I was leaving myself out of the picture a lot of times. It's like, no, no, no. And, and I mean, what's the point, right? As entrepreneurs, what are we working for? Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. Needless to say, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of the, the strategy or the method of profit first. If you haven't read that book, uh, jump on that because it's, it's, it's a lifesaver. Um, <laughs> And um, yeah, so I started investing in real estate around 2009, and uh, I've been doing that uh, ever since. Yeah. So you were still you were already investing in real estate when you were still doing the um, the non emergency medical transport. Yeah. 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 So I was I was able to recover from from that uh, dry uh, dry streak that I had. <laughs> I put some you know some cash aside and I wanted to invest it somewhere. And I started looking at you know what, what my background was com- uh, construction. So I worked construction jobs growing up and 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 that you know that sort of you know during the summertime in high school I would go do framing and and concrete and so I had some some. Uh, some context of that and I was like yeah I can I can swing house I mean I can swing hammer and <laughs> so I went in there uh didn't do too well in my first couple of ones but then it started getting better <laughs> so there's yeah. two things first of all if you're watching the video you see that Raphael looks like he's about 21 right now so already <laughs> he's yeah, talking no. about having had all these jobs in the past I can't believe it <laughs> add another other- 20 years to that yeah <laughs> oh wow so but the other thing is is that you you're you're saying like I did this thing and it wasn't an immediate success. And I did this other thing and then it didn't work out, but you, right. you know, you kept going, you, it's persistence, right? That's yeah. the key to this. People are like, Oh, I tried that before. You know, I, I, I bought a property. It didn't work out. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then what happened? <laughs> I, I exactly. Uh, so no, I, I think, um, uh, to me and, and, and honestly, it, it, for me, I think it was a matter of putting myself in tough spots, 
uh, unintentionally that kind of mm-hmm. made me, you know, uh, earn that grit uh, to to be able to kind of put up with the bigger stuff down the road. So mm-hmm. it was really, really, you know, like a, you know, for, for lack of a better term, it's, it's working through the trenches and having that, uh, you know, the the hard school of knocks really that it's what gave me that uh, the skill set that I now have. Right. But it um, uh, you come to a point sometimes where, you, where you're it, it's I mean, it's either do or die, really. Uh, I mean, for example, going back to that, uh, that situation, that's, that's an engram. It's very solid. And it's, it's like, it's, it's one of the most vivid mo- uh, moments in my head because I'm sitting there in my apartment. I had left the fire department, which was relatively, you know, safe career to stay in. And, and, you know, if you're a firefighter, you're doing, you know, you're, you're, you're in good shape. You're, you have, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, uh, you're, a, you're a good productive member of society and you have money coming <laughs> in and, and, and it's, you know, it's kind of like a well-balanced you know, type of deal. Um, but I left that to kind of pursue this dream of, of launching, right? And being an entrepreneur. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I'm dying. I have no money to pay for the car. I have no money to pay for rent. I have very little food in the fridge. And I'm trying to build a family at the same time. Like, what the <laughs> hell happened? Um, so, so to me, it was, I mean, there, was no, there was no choice. I, I just had to. I had to perform. Um, and, and I, I mean, I see that as a blessing in disguise, didn't feel like it at the time. Right. right. Um, but, but now I understand that it was because it, it pushed me, uh, to, to really open up my, my resourcefulness. And I started looking at, at different areas. Okay. What else do I know how to do after that? I landed a, a, a job as a case manager, just because of the background that I had a, as a medic. Uh, I have no idea how the two interlap, uh, but, or, you know, or, you know, interlace, but, but apparently they thought it was a good idea to hire me because I, I used to be a fireman. So anyways, <laughs> I was very grateful for that came, you know, work on that. And, and, and I started looking at different industries coming across different people and, and, you know, having different types of conversations, we were completely outside of the box that I was, you know, used to. Um, at the same time, I'm doing all these things and I'm going back to, to my, you know, small apartment and working on spreadsheets and, and business models and, and stuff that I can do to improve that business that, because I was a business owner, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had that, I had that badge of honor. In my, you know, <laughs> I'm a business owner, I'm broke <laughs> as hell, but I'm a business owner. And, One thing at a time, and, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and I think to go back to your point, I think we have to give it enough time uh, to work. A lot of times uh, there's attrition, there's fallout because we just don't give it enough time. We have to be intentional about the stuff that we, we, we create. And I understand that, right? And there's a big, big uh, difference, Christine, between being committed and then being interested. Yeah. Um, if I would have been interested in, ha- in, in, in making my business work and in creating a life you know, that was different than what I had, if I was interested, it's easy to break. Yeah. It's easy to, to, oh, you know what, I'm going to Netflix and chill um, because it just feels more convenient. Anything that's you know, mildly convenient is going to get in the way of that interest. Uh, but when you're committed, there, there's, there's, there's no way back. Right. It's like you're jumping, you just jumped off a cliff and you got to grow wings on the way. Okay. Um, that's, that's how I see the, uh, the, uh, the responsibility of commitment. When I, when I get committed to something, it's, it's, you know, that's it. I'm wired for that. And until I, you know, I, I make it or I break it, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be that. Um, and, and I think we, we have to see entrepreneurship like that, right? We have the ability to pivot models if, if that's the case, but if we commit to a, to a goal, to a picture, uh, to, to, you know, an overall vision of what we want to create as individuals, um, you're going to, you're going to find multiple vehicles of getting there. Right. But that's still the, the commitment. And, and I think people fall off the wagon sometimes because they don't give enough time yeah. to, to kind of, you know, help that flourish at least 
for a little bit. Once you get that first taste of what that commitment can look like, once it's fulfilled, it's hard to go back. It's yeah. just hard to go back. Yeah, it's hard to go back. You know, I, I never really thought about it till you just said that, but commitment, if you, th- if you like, think of it as like a relationship, right? So you decide, mm. okay, this is it. I'm going to marry this person. This is, where, this is what I'm doing. I'm going, I'm all in. And then, you know, you have a little fight or something and, you know, the person burns dinner and you're just like, I'm all done. <laughs> I, I can't do it. That's it. You know, that's I, a deal breaker. Right. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> but if, you know, if you took that same level of like, you know, it, don't be ridiculous. You're not going to walk away from your company just because you had a bad month or something. Right. Right. You, you're sticking with it. You made the decision. I'm going to, you know, for better, for worse. Right. And I think it, from my own experience, like that's how I always, I felt like not even like a marriage, but like a child, like this, oh, yeah. this business is a child, my child. And there's no way, you know, I'm going to, that's about as committed as we can get. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to say, you know, what? I'm leaving you in the mall kid. Cause you're just yeah. not working out. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in raising this kid. I mean, not necessarily committed to it. I'm like, man, yeah. yeah. it seems like it might be fun. So <laughs> yeah. give it a yeah. shot. If it doesn't work out, you know, yeah. no biggie. leave him in the car. Exactly. Um, but exactly. <laughs> Oops, wow. left a kid in that car. Sorry, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so uh, yeah, but I, I think I mean I think that's that's a lot of it, right? Entrepreneurship is it's about being resourceful, not necessarily having all the resources in place. And I think the uh, the the biggest battle of, of entrepreneurs as we're you know growing and becoming better and getting challenged, you know, it, it's it's real. It's really the the growth from within. It's having that uh, that emotional stability to deal with stuff as it comes and understand that, you know what, this is a situation. It's not something that's defining me. It's not, uh, uh, you know, I was broke, right? When I, you know, when they were taking away my my, my car and everything. In my head, though, like, wow, the, the thought of failure or being a failure um, didn't really sink in. I mean, it did cross my mind. Like, am I failing at life? I'm like, no, hell no. I mean, my vision is this. I'm headed that way. Um, so it... Uh, I think it's, it's, it's understanding that everything is a situation. We can overcome situations, right? Um, when you see things as, as just happening, not necessarily happening, you know, uh, the, to you, it, we have, we have a certain empowerment over it. We have a certain ability to, okay, to choose whether we're going to sink with that situation or we're going to come in and then overcome it somehow, some way. And that's where being resourceful comes in. One thing that I learned very late in the game was who, not how, uh, have you read that book? <laughs> No, but I, I know the expression and it's a perfect philosophy. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a quick little read. It's a very, I'm an avid reader, but like, that's where I get most of my, <laughs> that and masterminds is where I get most of my, my, my tools from, but it's who not how, right. And, and we, we have the ability to, to partner up to, to joint venture partner with other people who know more about certain things than we do. And, and if we want to go fast, yeah, we'll do it by ourselves. We'll bootstrap it, which is like the nature of every single business that I've owned. I bootstrapped right. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we want to go far, we need, we need talent. We need people who, right. who, you know, actually are attracted to our space and they can, you know, we can collaborate. Right. So uh, to me thinking who can help me do this or get to this outcome faster and better and do it, you know, uh, in a much cleaner way than I would, um, as opposed to how can I become the expert and learn about this thing, which oftentimes, you know, happens to be the, the, the natural recourse of, of bootstrap entrepreneurs, which is, I mean, that's my bread and butter. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, there's certain things that kind of, as you go along and as you get hit and, and, and then overcome. So like the high highs are super cool, but sometimes there's some ugly low, you know, low downer ones that, uh, that uh, kind of, you know, counterbalance everything, but altogether, I mean, I, 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 
having the ability to 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 aim and strive for our own options, like owner options, and 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 just achieve and, and create, it's 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 a blessing, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's it, and it's a lot of fun, and yeah, and that's when I my the first time I made the first time I created a business, right? I was like, mm. oh, I have to learn how to do a website, and then I have to learn how to do this, and I have to yeah. learn how to do that, and it's like, no, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you need to find someone who already knows all that crap who's going to do a ten times better, maybe a hundred thousand times better job than you are, and the fraction of the time, and just pay that person to do their job. Absolutely. You you know one little hack that uh, that kind of you know helps me a lot. If I don't know, I, I want to learn enough about the areas of my business just to be dangerous in them, to understand that somebody's somebody's doing them, you know, right. For example, if you talk about uh, one of my businesses is a real estate brokerage. I own a real estate brokerage in Phoenix. Um, you know, there's processes and systems in there, right? I, I have to be an agent. I have to understand how that process works to know whether or not we have quality. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing transactional stuff all the time. It just, you know, it's part of it. But I went through that, uh, through that learning curve and that, that process. But it, it's, it's understanding that okay just know know enough about something before you delegate it unless it's your 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 sweet spot your bread and butter and the thing that you want to do uh there's always you know ways of delegating stuff and and i used to get caught on on uh trying to perfect things trying to perfect things before oh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna have somebody else do it and next thing you know i'm micromanaging the the entire (laughs) process so i built this really cool machine uh but only i can drive it right (laughs) you know like so what's what's the point um, so now what I, what I do is, um, I I'll build something up, for example, if it's a new system, a new process, or, you know, a new, I don't know, a new strategy or, or whatever we're, we're, we're working that's innovative or that's new. Um, and I'll build that up to maybe where I feel about 60 to 70% comfortable with it. Then I'll roll it out. Yeah. Um, and when I, what I mean by that is I'll delegate it to somebody, if it's a system to do it, if it's a product or a coaching program or something like that, I'll roll it out. And then what happens is after, you know, a month or two of, of actually, you know, other people buying into it, it usually comes back as a whole different beast. There's a lot of feedback on stuff that, okay, I was overthinking it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is totally just excessive. We don't need that. And then, oh, we forgot to put in this part, this, you know, this right here, mm-hmm. but it, it's almost like a collective effort, right? When you do that kind of stuff. Um, and, and in terms of building the, the, the freedom is in the systems and in terms of building that kind of stuff up, I think it's, it's a good approach to it and, and it doesn't anchor me anymore. No? So mm-hmm. I, I, I'll still get my fix on, I got to build it myself, <laughs> but I know that when I feel like 60 to 70%, I'll force myself just to release it yeah. and, and to think about who, not how, who can I plug into it? Um, and they are going to take it over to that next step. We're going to fine tune it and then do, do whatever we need to do with it. And then next thing you know, you have an actual operating system in place that, that works. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's smart because you're right. You think this is it, this is it. This is perfect. But then when you get it out into the market, they're like, "Oh, it's okay." But it would be much better if it did this. Like, damn, if I wouldn't have spent those three months doing this thing, I could have exactly. had this feedback a long time ago and incorporate it much more easily. Yeah. Yeah. So don't don't be afraid to ask for feedback. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I found that when I wrote my book, I had thought I had it perfect, and I just said, "Oh, maybe I'll just give it to my friend who's." you know, basically an editor and uh, yeah. just have him take a look at it. And he, he, he sent it back with like 115 corrections. I'm like, or changes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I should have done this at the beginning. Well, and then, you well, know, I mean, you just don't get it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You just didn't see my vision. Yeah. You don't see my vision. I've said, right. that, a few, I've said that a few times. 
<laughs> so Raphael, you, you taught, you just talked about mastermind. So tell us about, you said you, before we went on the air, you were talking that you just came, come back this morning from, or last late last night from a mastermind. Can you just talk a little bit about that process and about your experience with how, um, what kind of role like masterminding plays in your life and what it all is and stuff? Well, the role is huge, really. I mean, and, and it's, a, it's a matter of perspective. Um, again, we, we, it's easy for us to get, especially we're, again, bootstrapping and doing everything ourselves. It's easy to get, you know, in, in, that little, in that little mental box, right? To us, it may feel huge, but it's still, it's only being fed by the same information. It's only being fed by the, uh, by, by the stuff that, you know, it's us in that box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not until we actually tap into other people's talents that that different perspectives or ideas or, or you know come come across or opportunities. I mean, there's so much opportunity out there with with uh, collaboration, and um, and masterminds have over the last a few years. I think in terms of business and progress, uh, leaps and bounds. I mean, for for my personal yeah career, but it's it's been in great part uh, due to you know, different masterminds that that I tap into. And and a mastermind, what it is, it's it's a it's a group of people who share a similar interest. For example, we'll have we have a mastermind that's a real estate mastermind. Um, we have a mastermind that's for for educators and 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 marketing and that type of stuff. So you go in there, and then that's the topic that you break down. But people are so far you know further ahead in your journey. Uh, a lot of times, there's a lot to to learn from those people, and there's people that are behind you on that right so you kind of collaborate or they have different avenues of doing business and next thing you know you're doing a, a, a you know putting a business together that's going to yield you guys hundreds of thousands of dollars and and it's just it, it's uh, instead of swimming in a pond as an entrepreneur when we're doing it solo like we go out into the ocean and then okay see what's going on um the biggest thing that it's done for me being part of masterminds is is that it, it break, it's really broken my my, my paradigms when it comes to to the ability of what I can do you know what I mean okay uh, what am I what am I capable of like no I see people who are crushing it just absolutely crushing it living the dream uh yeah but that's I mean that's them like I don't know how they're doing it and then you go to a mastermind and you're talking to this guy who's just killing it and he's sitting next you know next to you and then you start exchanging ideas like well that's not that far off just got to do a couple of tweaks and and the self improves um, the, uh, the, the vision gets, you know, oftentimes bigger. And, and I think more importantly, the, uh, the impact that we can, that we can have as entrepreneurs, it just gets this exponential effect because it, it trickles over. I just taught him, we had a mastermind. So I got back from one mastermind last night and it's not like I spent, you know, every day at masterminds, right. But, but I came back from Tampa from one. And then this morning, um, I jumped on another one. It's called the family mastermind. Um, and I, I was teaching actually a class on organizational psychology. And, and there was about 60 people in the meeting and, and, uh, and it's, it's my way to contribute. Right. So now I'm telling, I'm showing them what I do in terms of team building, understanding communication and whatnot. People there reaching back out with, Hey, you know what? I have this, uh, this thing that we can do in marketing. Will we collaborate on this? Um, and, and it's, it's almost like, you know, getting to, instead of writing one, the best analogy that I can think of right now, it's, is you're riding on a train, right? As an entrepreneur, you're riding on your own train, but then when you hit a mastermind or a group of, of, of your collective individuals that are in the same, you know, same space that you're in, it's like you get to the train station, you have a bunch of them, you know, all at the same time. Um, but that's, that's how, how uh, like the biggest opportunities have come about, you know, for me. 
um, and and really like the the uh, the biggest shifts in ter in terms of personal belief, what I feel, what I know, what I understand now that I can do. Um, a lot of it was just kind of limited, you know, one from 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 um, limited thoughts and beliefs and stories that we create as we're growing up, and that's what we're exposed to, right? right. Breaking out of those shells can be can be you know somewhat difficult when you put yourself in a space that doesn't give two you know two craps about you know limitations. It's different. It's different. It challenges you. It pushes you, and you find that okay, that uh, that ad, you know ability to shine, it becomes a, a, a like a real resource. So. Absolutely, yeah. And, and personally, I'm a member actually of five different masterminds in different areas as well. And oh, I, there you go. <laughs> so often, you know, you just you're sort of talking about something, and or or you're not. Maybe you're just listening to somebody else talk about something, and all of a sudden you just have this like. Whoo! you know, like, yeah. like you say, a paradigm shift where you're all of a sudden you're looking at everything a completely different way. And you're like, oh my God. And it just opens a door. It's just like magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh my God. Oh, I never thought of that. Wow. Why did I, you know, and you realize you'd had this limiting belief that you just weren't even aware of. Yeah. You thought it was the truth. And it actually turned out just to be this weird, random thing, you know, that you'd yeah. picked up somewhere. It's a story. It's this, a story. Exactly. That you decided to latch onto and you're like, wait a minute. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah, it's I, I love that. I mean they're so they're so great. If you're listening and you're not in any kind of a mastermind, like go find some people who you know, and and pre if you can, like people who are better than you, people who are more successful oh. than you, or at least, you know, I mean you want to be able to add some value as well, but you, you want you don't want to be like the, the star of the show, right? Embrace, embrace inadequacy. If I, exactly. if, I, if I feel like I'm in a room where like, what the hell am I doing in this room? I don't belong here. It's just and because I feel inadequate. Like yeah. that's, the, that's the room that I want to spend the most, you know, the most time in. Exactly. Like that, there was a huge ego battle going on, you know, a few years back. Like, no, uh, I don't need this. It's crazy. Uh, but that was, that's because I was feeling inadequate. Once I understood what was happening and I embraced it, I was like, all right, cool. It's just, it's part of growth. And, and I mean, mm -hmm. I'm telling you the benefits far away, the, uh, the relationship with... <laughs> with my ego <laughs> yeah get over yourself and just get yeah, exactly in and... get out of get out of your own way exactly um, one thing one thing that can be done i mean some you know masterminds out there can be you know can be expensive um but it doesn't mean that you can't partner up with with other people around you right, right. uh we started actually one of the first ones i was ever part of me and one of my best friends we started that mastermind it was really just five dudes getting together for breakfast every two weeks at mimi's cafe and and we would have breakfast and we thought we were going to talk about real estate and marketing and strategies and brokerages and because they're all in real estate space yeah um and then i think two weeks into it uh, one of us uh you know one of the guys came in and and he was i mean he was just you know bent out of shape and and I'm like what's going on so we started getting personal right and i was like are you okay is there anything i can do to help you out man and then oh you know what some other you know somebody else said i read this book about you know that particular thing anyways like the conversation evolved 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 i mean three weeks four weeks into it we're just crying over the table just spilling our guts out and then it became like this really cool support group where we're okay now we have we have that vulnerability we talk about personal issues we talk about business issues we we're five dudes sitting on a table and, and really you know leveraging each other's uh, you know for example emotional intelligence or, or points of view or perspectives and and uh it's crazy but that happened about six years ago we still meet every couple of weeks and and it's i mean it's one of the best uh you know uses of my time at this point we were just really really good friends and and you know but that evolved from that space of being a mastermind and we still we worked together we made a lot of money together it, it just you know, one of those things on collaborations. Actually, I'm doing a, uh, one of the guys, his name is Justin Thorstadt. He's, uh, he owns another brokerage. So you, you would think it's competing brokerages, right? Like what are they doing on the same table? Right. 
we're doing a a um, um, a bit on every Monday. We call it mindset mindset Mondays. But he's he's a mindset coach now, uh, and I you know I have my organizational psychology practice. So we kind of mix in you know get together every Monday and we we put that out there. But it's really cool stuff that happens that wasn't even the radar, you know, five years ago. You know, thanks yeah. to the mastermind. So it, it's yeah. it's an opportunity for evolution, I think, too. So. Yeah. And it's interesting yeah. <clears throat> what you were saying. Um, when you reminded me when you said that this person had read a book or whatever, one of my mentors, that's really how she, she was in debt. She was in a terrible situation and she just happened to find Think and Grow Rich and started reading it. And it said, oh, yeah. you know, find a mastermind. So she just went to 10, found 10 friends. And now it's, I think 45 years later, they're still meeting and they're all millionaires. And it's just like, you know, it's, yeah, it's the it's, magic and the power of exactly right yeah 45 years she gave it enough time to work right <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's amazing i mean there's a lot of people who are who align with with you know our thoughts right we who align with our values and our principles there's people that you're going to be able to find it doesn't matter what your industry is uh, it doesn't matter if you're looking for strategies and marketing or you're looking for personal growth or, or you know the, the achievement of the uh, the seventh chakra so you can elevate and walk over water like there's gonna be people who align with that right yeah. and and it's 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 important to have a space where you can where you can verbalize what you're saying how many times have you been talking to somebody and just as a sounding board because when you verbalize stuff like okay cool you're you yourself you clarify right right, right. so and reinforced as well <clears throat> yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. So we've you've talked about it a couple of times and I haven't jumped on it, but it's about time. Like, tell me what is an organizational psychologist? Tell me how you do your, oh. your magic. <laughs> uh, it's magic. We read <laughs> minds. Um, yeah, no, uh, it's so organizational psychology is it's uh, it, believe it or not. It's one of the uh, one of the recognized branches of psychology. People, people, people ask me, is that a real thing? Like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you have to go through general psychology first and then you pick a you, you pick an expertise. I picked organizational psychology because it's business. So it's, it's basically people and businesses put together. So you're you're talking about, you know, um, how human psychology affects, you know, productivity and bottom line you know, results and, and how to, you know, almost like optimize a business environment, not necessarily just from the, from the production standpoint, but from the human capital standpoint, how mm -hmm. are, you know, people uh, going about creating that, you know, the culture, how are they collaborating with each other? Does it make sense the way the thing is kind of laid out? Uh, believe it or not, uh, Christine, but we're algorithms, right? Just like software, we come pre-wired with, with certain, you know, behaviors and attitudes. You see it in kids when they're you know two years old like oh this kid's gonna be a punk uh or oh that kid's gonna it's so sweet i mean <laughs> it's it's pre-wiring so we out of the box we come with something and then we have we have um a classical conditioning or you know stories and, and experiences that you know kind of start to get bolted onto that you know to that set of, of behaviors and then we we become individuals um but it's understanding how that works and how that plays into your business because strengths are different uh, the, uh, for example, if, if you're hiring, uh, one of the biggest, you know, one of the big parts of, of you know, that it helps in is, is in the hiring and staffing, right? Because you understand the, the, uh, the natural tendencies and the strengths uh, required for any specific, you know, uh, role. Uh, case in point, if you have somebody in my world, right, we do, we do wholesaling, we do real estate negotiations and acquisitions mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So I got to have somebody in, in the acquisitions um, role. If I if I plug in somebody who's naturally wired to be to be um, 
you know, very passive or introverted, it's more than likely the, uh, the success rates, you know, it's not going to be there right out of the gate. Right. And, and if it becomes to, you know, to, because it, let's say it becomes a learned skill, which absolutely can a thousand percent, uh, the, um, the, the need to adapt to that particular role is going to take a massive toll on that person's psyche. So there, there's, um, uh, there's certain things that will tax us more than others. For example, if you put me in a, in a small cubicle and I have to work on spreadsheets, right? <laughs> I, it's not a matter of IQ. It's not a matter of, you know, intelligence or aptitude or anything like that. It's, it's okay. I'm going to be able to do it. I'm going to adapt to that behavior and, you know, knock it out. But I know like I, the most I can probably that you can squeeze out of me is going to be four hours. Um, outside of that, I'm burned out. But if you put me in a room where I'm talking, as you can tell, it's like, a lot. <laughs> but where I'm talking to other people and I'm engaging and I'm just, you know, you know, that's my space. I'm wired. Like that's part of right. my natural you do that all day and all night, not even yeah, predisposition right. and not get tired. So it's kind of, you know, it's stuff like that, that, uh, you know, that really, um, we have the ability to come in and tweak when it comes to, to business uh, structures and development and, and the designing roles, and then, um, you know, kind of laying the foundation for, for hiring in those spaces. And what you have is less attrition. So, you, you know, people don't quit. Uh, normally the, the turnover rate tends to be for, if you're not hiring, right, your turnover rate is crazy, but uh, it's probably going to be around the three month mark. People will put their best foot forward. They'll give it a, tr they'll give it a shot. But after right. about three months, they're like, you know what? I can't take it. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I like the company, but I get, you know, it just wears me out. Yeah. It's more, more than likely it's going to be one of those issues, right? You're, you hired a different behavioral tendency for a role that requires something else. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of it basically it comes you know, down to, to putting people and putting systems together and, and making it work as, as best as possible. So are you doing that from the corporate perspective? Helping I, to, I, to, a yeah, I do. to do that. So I do, I do have, yeah, CEO polls. That's my, that's my organizational psychology practice. And I do that in different verticals. So I have clients that, you know, I'll come in and sit, sit down with CEOs and the management and we'll come in and then do, do, do that. Um, for the most part, I apply it straight into my businesses and I apply it uh, into my coaching. Right. So in terms of building, you know, I coach people how to build businesses in real estate and that, and that's a lot of what, you know, what's taking place there. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. So yeah. Tell me about your podcast. <clears throat> Um, the CEO Pulse podcast, it's the, uh, the premise is the real, the raw and the mind of entrepreneurship. So, Love so it. the, I, I mean, I have, I gotta have you on that as well. If you're game for it, we got to do a podcast. Sure. That'd be fun. I love it. <laughs> and, and it's, uh, it, yeah, I would love that. It's, um, it's, you know, I, I've had people from different, different verticals in it, right? A lot of my friends, uh, you know, they just happen to be in real estate. So we talk about real estate and asset protection and that kind of stuff. But I, you know, there's some episodes where we dive into, into personal growth and, and, you know, universal connection and energy and meditation. And how does that apply into the personal growth? That is the key factor on the, you know, on the, on the journey of, you know, being an entrepreneur. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of topics. I think entrepreneurs, we're, we're dynamic individuals. It, it's, it's, I mean, we're, you don't have like, you don't have one taste. It's like, you know, Baskin Robbins, right? We, right, exactly. <laughs> we come with, we are Baskin Robbins. Right. When it comes to, when it comes to interests. Uh, right. Do you want A or B? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. What do you mean A or B? Like, can I get a B? Yes. All of the above? All of the above. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, throwing, throwing a C in there. And, and uh, yeah, but it, it's, it's, I mean, I think that's, that's part of the beautiful thing, right? Not everybody is, is, is willing to to get through the um, through the tr uh, trench work that it that it that it takes. Um, one thing that I've seen a lot with students is, hey, listen, I want to start a business. I have you know a hundred thousand dollars available. Uh, where do I spend them? Like, who do I hire? Wait, wait, like, 
hold on. Uh, let's 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 work on you first, and then we'll work on the business. Yeah. Uh, is this something you know? Yeah, come in. You know, because the resiliency has to be there. There's a lot of. Um, there's so much opportunity. It's crazy. When you start putting your opportunity glasses on as an entrepreneur, you're like, oh my God, that shines. That's shiny. Like, I want to do that. <laughs> like, oh, there's another, it's a shinier. I want to do that one too. Um, and it's easy to kind of maintain that focus, right? But <clears throat> but it's important to understand too that, you know, there's limited bandwidth. And, and with that comes self-awareness. It comes, okay, what are my strengths? What are my abilities? Where do I know that I can thrive? More importantly, Christine, is, you know, what is my vision like? And is that clear? Do I have clarity over, you know, the, 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 the intention, the outcome that I want to, that I want to create? Mm -hmm. uh, for example, one thing I'll protect my time more than I protect my, my money, honestly, my profits. And, and it's, if I see an opportunity, but I know it's going to take a bunch of time. Uh, I'm like, you know what? I love it. It's super shiny. It's the best. Um, but it doesn't line up with, with, with my truth, right. With my, my overall Priorities. vision that it was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. so it, it's, I mean, it's coming from spaces like that. that I think, you know, just being aware and listening to conversations, um, with people who are, you know, just vastly more successful than we are, you know, comes in, because I'm very, you know, I'll speak for myself on that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, with people no, who, too, who, are, who are, who are, you know, way more successful than I am. It's like, that's where it comes in. I'm, I'm, I'm enticed, you know, to, to listen to these people. And, and what you find out, I mean, it's crazy. At the end of the day, like it just, every conversation breaks your thought process. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so good. Right. It's good like way. when you're, yeah. you know, if you're working out, you have to, <clears throat> you have to damage that muscle in order to make it bigger and stronger. Yeah. And this is yeah. sort of the same thing with the muscle of your brain. Absolutely. Yeah. Thousand yeah, percent. Yeah. So I can't believe Raphael, we're like, our time has flown by so fast and we're already like, yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, how is this possible? So, you know, first of all, I want to ask you if you had to, if you, if someone came to you and said, oh, you know, whatever, I want to be an entrepreneur and I just don't quite have the whatever, like, is there one quality or one action or something that you think people should develop or take or do, or like, what would, what kind of advice would you give somebody who is like sort of stuck and wants to get unstuck? If the, 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 the phrase is massive, imperfect action, massive, imperfect action. I, I mean, I, I guarantee you entrepreneurship is not a matter of, of IQ. It's not a, it's not even, a, I don't think it's even a matter of skill set because we, I mean, hell, I didn't know how to build a transportation business when I was you know, 20 years old. Right. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's a, it is about taking that step forward. It is about having a general direction of where we want to go and, and not necessarily, you know, creating this, this perfect business plan in our heads before we take that first step. Um, Mike Tyson said it best. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Uh, so, <laughs> so, Love it. And, and it's so true. Uh, you go through this process. And I, I did that same thing for my business, for my, for my transportation business. Uh, you know, ask me how I know, right? Um, I'm like, oh, I spent, I don't know, like six months working on the business plan and the financials and where, you know, where I was going to have to like, spend the money from. Right? Yeah. And I was doing this, this and that because I want to understand the whole thing. But at the end of the day, like all of that is theoretical. Everything changed when the first opportun opportunity to buy a, uh, a vehicle at an auction uh, popped up. Like, holy crap, instead of financing, I can go buy an, you know, one at an auction. And it's a, I mean, it was a junker, really, but it allowed <laughs> me to get started. Uh, I think I paid like 1700 bucks for the vehicle at the auction. <laughs> 
I feel real safe riding around. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So at that point I'm winning. Right. And wow. I have like 40 extra thousand dollars in in, in fictitious dollars. It was monopoly. I didn't really have the money. It was just the math that was there. Um, But okay, exactly. My my mental budget that I was going to have to put together is like, okay, cool. That changed a couple of things. and, and, And I found better ways of doing it than what I was theorizing about. And then there were some that were worse. Right. But at the end of the day, like that thing led to another action, which led to another action, which led to another action. And, and like the whole process kind of reveals itself when you're walking in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do, I mean, you do that enough times, <clears throat> it's not going to be perfect. Even if you want it to, even if you hire the best people out there, if you get the best CRM and if you, you know, you, you grab the best coach by the hand and they walk you through the process, it's not going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Uh, so what I would recommend somebody starting out is, is get a, get a direction, get a beacon for direction, right? You know, whatever your, your, your beacon is, and, and, and that's creating, you know, part of that vision. Where do we want to be in three years? What do we want to be in five years? Unfortunately, if you ask most people that question, most people don't give you, they can't give you a straight answer. Right. Um, if you say, I want to be a millionaire. Yeah. Okay. Great. What is it? What does Good that look like? That. <laughs> what does that look? Yeah. What does that look like? Let's right. let, let's reverse engineer that from from that point to here. Um, How much do you have today? I have a million dollars in debt. Excellent. Yeah. yeah so you, <laughs> you're you're right too. <laughs> exactly. And um and and I think I, I think it's one of the you know biggest things to understand. Entrepreneurs, your boss doesn't know what's going on. I mean, they know that they got to figure you know stuff out you know as it comes as it comes along right but they don't have it all figured out we have somewhat of a of a of a business you know blueprint in place and and that's why we plug you know employees and people into it if you're trying to break apart just understand that that person that's you know on the on the next tier above uh also has a bunch of questions the same you know if you go if you keep going up up the scale it's the same thing it's just different problems bigger problems uh but at the end of the day the uncertainty is there Uh, as entrepreneurs it's just one of the the natural things that we we learn to deal with right it's the uncertainty and it's the excitement of, of betting on 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 ourselves it's mm-hmm. the like okay cool if it works oh yeah if it doesn't work it's my fault and if it works it's also my fault <laughs> right you know? exactly. and and it's it's taking that you know assuming that responsibility but what's going to get you to that point or and what's going to get you to that point is is you know those small you know incremental actions it doesn't matter if they're imperfect you're still you know stepping forward every single day yeah definitely excellent yep. so all right so Raphael, what So two things. First of all, what is something, is there something that you wish I would have asked you something you really want to share that I just, I mean, I know we could have talked for three or four days, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, probably, (laughs) but yeah, is there anything in particular that you really want to share with everyone that I didn't, that we haven't touched on? Um, No, I mean, maybe one thing I I would kind of throw out there is, is, uh, you know, the, uh, the sense of belief can, can, can sometimes lie to us. Right. Uh, But if you work on that, if you work on the ability to believe in yourself, um, that it's going to be one of the best investments of your time that you ever do. Just be, be self-aware, be self-aware about the small yeah. wins, uh, recognize the small wins, enjoy the small wins, uh, because they add up next thing, you know, you have a track record of wins, uh, and, and that, you know, that automatically, like pragmatically, it increases your, your, your belief in yourself, but it's, it's, uh, everything that's being done out there, uh, you know, it, it's somebody started just with an idea. Somebody started from, from the ground up. Uh, and you look at the biggest skyscrapers out there. You look at the, you know, I don't know, biggest planes, the craziest things out there. Like at one point, it was somebody's, somebody's idea, somebody's dream, right? What right. makes us different than that? What right. takes away the ability for us to dream like that? What takes away the ability for us to believe in ourselves like that uh, to a point that we can create the, the life that we want? Exactly. Nothing, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing stops us. 
But and you, know, and you know why that is so important is because as we're making progress, as we're evolving, it's so easy to look at how far you need to go. And, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. You don't realize, like, sometimes I'll be in a situation that I was in before mm-hmm. and I'll realize, gee, you know, you know, two years ago, I would have handled this much worse. Right. And now yeah. I, it's like, a, that's like become sort of like a milestone to say, wow, I've evolved. You know, I'm, I'm actually better, smarter, more confident, whatever than I was back then. But those, mo- those are rare moments, right? The rest of the time, you're just thinking, oh, you know, like if, if you think of it like, like from a weight loss perspective, oh, I still need to lose 15 pounds. Yeah. But last year <laughs> you needed to lose 115. Can you just stop and say you did really well? Yeah. Right? It's, I mean, with that, obviously it's a lot more obvious, but with your personality and your confidence level and your evolution, it's not always clear. So if you do like what you, what you said is perfect. Like each time you get a little win, celebrate it, write it down, you know, recognize it for what it is instead of just saying, Oh, I still have to go another 50 miles, you know? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. The, uh, the, uh, some, some, I, I love like little pragmatic hacks and little pragmatic things that I can actually, you know, come in and apply. And we were talking about that earlier. Uh, but that reminds me, one thing that I started doing a, a while back was one, uh, I would say the word weird. I would say the word weird. Yeah. This, this thing happened. It's so, so weird. And, you know, when it was something good, that, that, you know, like I, I ran into somebody, you know, just because of, you know, pure luck or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's weird. I ran into that person. Um, my, uh, my coach said, uh, yeah, well, why don't, well, well, pump your brakes. Why don't you stop and, you know, saying weird, stop saying weird and say beautiful. Right. Yeah. So switch the word weird with beautiful. And, and I was like, wow. All right. So I, I'm, if I'm doing something at work and something just great happens, I would say, yes, it's really weird. This really cool thing happened. Now I say it's really beautiful. This really cool thing happened. And it just changes the energy behind that. Right. Change exactly. the context. Um, so I, I swapped out the word weird with the word beautiful, because I mean, at the end of the day, most conversations, that's really what it means. We're just, you know, too shy to say it. Uh, <laughs> And, and you start embracing that, right? So it's really right. cool. Uh, and then the second one is instead of I have to, is I get to. Yeah. Uh, uh, for it, and like in, in, that, uh, in that scenario that you were talking about, like the gym, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a competition. I'm doing a competition in July and it's a physique competition. So I had, I had to, right? Like I got to catch myself. Yeah. Um, uh, gain 20 pounds. So when I lean out, I, I don't look like 120 pounds, right? <laughs> so, so, so it's like, man, I have to, I have to. And, and that's a task, right? Because then you're going to gain them and then you got to drop them. But right. when I, when you switch it to, I get to, man, I get to throw on 20 pounds right. uh, and then I get to lose the 20 pounds. It's almost <laughs> like there's empowerment behind it. There's, there's, there's a, now it's a choice. It's not a forced action. It's like, I get to go this, I get to go out there and kill it. I get to, you know, conquer the entrepreneurial world. I get to get on the contract. I get to hire somebody to help me out instead of, oh, I have to have, you know, yeah. it's, there's empowerment behind it. Anytime we can't shift anything uh to to a to a space of empowerment i think it's got to be a, a good positive uh, shift absolutely so. <laughs> that's fantastic advice the power of language yeah it's yeah. not to be underestimated oh yeah yeah excellent so um how can people get in touch with you i mean obviously everyone wants to speak to you even more than they have they want to hear more from you they want to work with you i would think if they're not crazy, then <laughs> they get they get to have an opportunity well, to. If if they're crazy, that's okay too. That's what's like. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I'm pretty active on social media. Um, Instagram, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, very active there. It's Rafael Cortez. It's R E F. Um, 
What's my name? Rafael. <laughs> well, it'll be in No, it's a lot of people do PH. So it's R-A-F-A-E-L Cortez, C-O-R-T-E-Z, and then CEO. Rafael Cortez, CEO on Instagram. And then my YouTube channel, I post a lot of content too on entrepreneurship, on real estate strategies, business tactics and stuff like that. And you can find me at Rafael Cortez, CEO as well. Excellent. And that of course, will all be in the show notes. So if you're driving and you don't want to try to remember Rafael's last name or whatever, um, don't worry about getting an accident. We're going to have that all for you in the show notes. Um, Rafael, thank you, you so much. Yeah. Sorry. We got you covered. Yeah, yeah exactly. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. I really love talking with you. I love your energy. You're, you're great. Thank you're you. Fun. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. It's been fun. Absolutely. <laughs> it's an honor. Thanks. And, and thank you listener for listening. I know you have a choice of what, 2 million podcasts? And so I'm give or take. honored. And, yeah, give or take. <laughs> so I'm honored and excited that you're here. And wherever you are in the world, we were talking um, before the show started that we're the number two podcast in the entrepreneurial space in Barbados. And so once again, I want to give a shout out to the Barbans and how happy and grateful and excited I am to them for listening and to country number two is Germany for us and in number one's the US, which is probably my family. But <laughs> <laughs> my mom, she lives yeah, exactly. <laughs> <with> my mom. <laughs> but yeah, so and thank you for if you're in Germany, thank you for making us thank you for being our number two country and have a fantastic, wonderful week. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>